y'all. Welcome to Coffee Combos. I love that you said y'all. Why is this so abrupt? I feel so caught off guard. Listen to me. Are you listening? Yeah. There is 20, 20 <laughs> flying squirrels <laughs> in my attic. You said- Listen to me. Listen to me. There's 20 flying squirrels in my attic. I cannot make this shit up and I don't understand. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. The the people that removed the bats, I'm t- I think I have to sue them. What? <laughs> He put bait. He put bait to lure them in in my attic. He put bait in the attic. What? I'm not making this up. Where? Where did? Where did your house find squirrels with wings? Do you understand what I texted my builder? I met with my builder yesterday. His name's Kevin. He's amazing. He's such a sweet man. Like he's so great. I texted him this morning, and I'm gonna post this on the story. I said. I don't know. This was at 8.59 a.m. It is 9.10 a.m. I said, I don't know what needs to be done, but the new build needs to be animal proof. There's flying fucking squirrels in my attic. <laughs> How did you find squirrels that had wings? Like, how I, do they fly? I'm so listen confused. To me. Listen to me. I heard them last night. And I was like, if these fucking bats are back, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to burn the house down. And someone, I don't, I don't know. Listen. What did it sound like? It sounded like, like, can you hear this? Yeah, barely. Like scratching? Like scratching. So I'm like, fuck these fucking bats. You I said it was a raccoon. S- That's what you text me. Well, evidently it's squirrels. But how do you know? Did you go up there? I called somebody. Yeah. I actually called the first I called the bat guy. They didn't answer. And I said, you guys have already been out here to remove the bats. Like there's something else in the attic. I don't know what's going on, but can you please call me back? I left my phone number. It's now 9-11. Nobody's called me back. So I text my friend Amy, who I've talked about before, Isaac's third grade teacher, she knew somebody. This guy was like, he, I texted him. I was like, hey, David. I, his name is David. Um, there's something in my attic. Can you please help? And he came right away. And there is um, squirrels. There's 15 and 20 squirrels up there. And he said that they put bait boxes up there. And he doesn't understand why. The, the bat people put bait boxes up there. And he doesn't know why. Well, and I'm so confused why they would have put bait boxes and then like not removed them. Like, what are you trying to catch if there's nothing there? I'm, I, I don't even know what to do about a situation like this. Do I, can I sue the bat people? Like, what the fuck? I don't know what you do, but I mean, this is quite problematic. Like, this is at this point infestation. I, how am I supposed to sell this house? But did you have all of these rodent issues like before my tenant yeah no I never had a rodent issue before my tenant ever um like I've never even seen a mouse in that house in this house like I've never even seen not even one outside um 
so I've never had an issue. And then I move out for a, like 13 months and I come back and this is. This is wild. I, this is I know. Wild. And it was, it's crazy because I like am coming off of this like super excited. Like yesterday I met with my builder. We filmed like a whole meeting about finalizing everything. I signed my contract. I wrote my deposit. Like all of that so it was and he was like you need to order your appliances like tomorrow and I was super excited because there's a huge back order um and just like super super pumped in a good mood feeling good like nothing could ruin my day until last night like I couldn't sleep because there was fucking things in my attic I think you're uber sensitive to being able to hear this stuff though because remember that one time you stayed at that hotel in Atlanta and you heard the rats in the walls yes so maybe you have like ESP with like these types of things because I feel like the average person and maybe I'm wrong because I haven't had one doesn't hear these things as well as you. Well, maybe I'm like super sensitive to them. Yes, I'm thinking so because like if I if I heard something like slinging in the walls or whatever, I don't know that I would automatically be like, oh, that's a flying squirrel or a raccoon or a bat or a whatever. Like, I feel like you automatically also know what it is. It's weird. Actually, I had a friend not too long ago who told me that they rented a house and that it was infested with rats, like, in the... um, Like, walls? Like, yeah. And that you could hear them running. That's disgusting. They let them out of their lease and everything. I mean, obviously. But... How does that start? I need answers. But that's the thing. Well, and that's what I said before. I think I was talking to my friend Darcy and I'm like, not about this problem, but like the bats, like I'm not a dirty person. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't keep garbage around. I don't keep like food out, like, like in order to get like mice or rodents or anything. Like I don't, in my attic is completely clean. Like nobody goes up there. I actually had work done when I moved back in. I had someone go up there and like make sure everything was fine. And it was fine. That's so, so weird. I don't understand. The guy that is there now for the squirrels said that he doesn't understand why the bat person would put food in there. He doesn't understand why they would why they would lure other. He, they put bait boxes up there. He said he doesn't understand why. Um, so I don't know. Like. I'm not understanding because I don't keep food ar- like around. You know what I mean? Like I don't have and not for nothing, but I have dogs. So my dogs would kind of chase away anything that's in the yard. Do we think that the bat people put bait up there because they knew that you wouldn't go up there so that if other things came back that you would keep calling them back so you would have to keep paying them? That's the literally the first thing I thought, literally the first thing, because the first time they came, I wasn't I was only the landlord. So I gave the approval right away when the tenant because I had a property manager and he, you know, hit me up and was like, I have to just approve this because it's X amount of dollars. I was like, yep, that's fine. Like, don't even worry. Like, I'll cover it. Like, go do what you got to do. And then why I'm why I come back into the house and there's still. And I'm not I don't know that she was dirty because I don't know. I went and did a walkthrough while she was still living there with her family. Um, And there was like a lot of like holes in the yard from um, her dog, but like nothing outside. Like I didn't see trash around. You know what I mean? So like I don't know what the fuck could have happened in one year for this to be going on. This is 
literally insane. Like literally insane. Okay. Well, now that you have another infestation, do you have anything else going on that is... <laughs> I mean, I, other than that, uh, my house stuff yesterday I was super pumped about, was very excited about, and then obviously had to test yesterday because I'm coming to Atlanta. I love that people... Well, actually, I feel like people who live here call it Atlanta, but like you just did. I, what do you mean? What would I call it? Atlanta, but I feel Atlanta. like... Atlanta. Yeah, but I feel like people that are from here call it Atlanta. But people who aren't from here call it Atlanta. Atlanta. No, it's Atlanta. Well, I love that. I love that you do that. Um, I basically am from there. Like, at this point, Atlanta is my second home. <laughs> yeah, you basically have part-time residency here. That's um, fine. So, are you excited I'm excited to sleep through the night. Like, I don't care if I have 5 or 6 a.m. call times. Like, I don't care. I'm just excited to sleep through the night. And, like, because even when Creed has good nights, I still wake up. So I think I'm going to take some melatonin. And, and sleep. sleep. Yes. That's, you know, actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching this woman feed her baby, like, at a restaurant. And she was getting all of these things out of the diaper bag. And I was just like watching her like unpack everything and like get everything set up. And I guess you just forget when you don't have a baby that that is that little, you just forget all of the things that like you used to pack for yours. Yes. And yes. then I also thought this when I was buying a birthday gift for my nephew who's turning one um, you forget what you bought your kid when they were that age or like what types of things that they liked. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm actually having, I have four kids and I, I don't even know what to get. Creed. <laughs> like, I just feel like he, it's so hard because you get them the typical baby stuff, but I feel like he's, he would rather like play with a spoon I don't know it's weird so actually it's funny that you bring that up because and this is not an ad we're not sponsored by them I wish we were um because I just spent a pretty penny on them um but I just subscribed to it's called love every and it's supposed to be um like age appropriate toys for your your children to play with and so obviously creed six months so I got him the five six month I started there um and it's supposed to be toys that are like geared toward whatever the milestones are that they're supposed they're around where they're supposed to hit um, between five and six months. And then the next month is like seven to eight months that they get and it comes monthly. Um, I'm hoping it's good because Creed's at that age where like he really wants to explore, but he can't walk. Right. But so he's and then he gets frustrated because like he wants to like walk around but he can't so he's just <laughs> so. kind of like a sloth he's just yeah but like you can't keep him still because he's pissed he doesn't want to sit still he wants to move around and he wants to look at things and he wants to touch everything and um I already put a baby gate at the top of my stairs and at the bottom because I just worried that like if I was ever upstairs and needed to go just do laundry because my laundry is upstairs um down the hall like I didn't want him to fall down the stairs but then if we're downstairs 
I didn't want him to go up the stairs and also fall down the stairs. So I put those up and then I put, I put every, um, all the outlet covers are on. Cause I know he's starting to get to that place where it's like mobile, where he's mobile, but it's a really, this is a really hard age. It's definitely a harder age. Well, I was going to say, I remember that age specifically because it was almost like they could do something, but like they can't do something. Does that make right. sense? <laughs> like. It would be so much easier if they could walk. But then I don't know because when Jackson started like speed crawling and walking, he was into every freaking cabinet, every, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even get ready in the bathroom because then if I did opening the drawers, getting into everything. Yeah. And then like by the time I turned around, everything that I owned was in the middle of the floor and I just... I remember getting so frustrated at that phase of life because I'm like, I it was can't. It's hard. That's it's honestly my out of all of motherhood. It's definitely my least favorite just because you it literally takes an extra hour or two to get ready. Yeah, I, I, I know that feeling all too well when you like can't put them down to get ready, but you need to get ready. So what is the alternative? You have to get up an hour or two early before they get up to get everything done. I will never forget my parents would like invite me to go to lunch or, you know, over to their house or whatever. And literally I would have to start if this was for like a lunchtime thing, I would have to start, you know, getting ready at like 8 a.m. morning. Yes. So that I could actually walk out the door and be prepared to be there on time. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I've been getting ready for the past three hours. Like and I don't even look extra fancy. I just look, you know, like I. I don't look like Cruella anymore. Like, um, to your point too, like Creed is on such a strict like nap and bedtime thing. I really prefer honestly to just not take him out. Like I, Natalie is such a huge help to me. And if I have to go do something, I like she stays with him because I, it's so stressful to like plan around his, like if I was to bring him and try to do nap time with him and not have his blacked out, um, you know, sleeping situation, his noise machine, his blackout curtains, like I, his um, zippity zip. It's like it's almost like a swaddle, but it's like a step up from that. Yep. Um, it's just too hard. So I'll just I will literally pass on so many plans. And um, one of the things that I was wanting to do this year was like really budget and like avoid unnecessary spending. Um, but that being said, like planning vacations and stuff has been um, on hold. And then my friend was wanting to do something for his birthday for five days. Um, Mark, you guys know Mark. Um, and I was like, unfortunately, I was like, there's two reasons why I can't go. One, I'm trying to budget and really save my money so that I could build my dream house. And unfortunately, that means sacrificing certain things. I was like, I'll come for one day. I was to the to your birthday plans. I was like, I'm not going to stay all five days. I said in number two, which I didn't say to him, but like in my own head was trying to stay in an Airbnb with Creed with a bunch of other people. Just I couldn't I can't with it. It's this age is so fucking hard. I can't I can't even imagine I don't I'm not jealous of you at 
a baby. It's like the newborn stage is super fun because it's like, oh, cuddles and baby snuggles and you can sleep together and it's fine. And they sleep every, like, you know, pretty much all day. Uh, and then like when they're around like one and they start walking and, and really start to, to, to babble and talk and do all of those things. But like that in between stage is so freaking hard. But It's yeah. like six to nine months is, is so a difficult. rough territory. Um, yes. Speaking of something else, I know that I talk about this all the time and Oh my gosh, what? Y'all are going to be like, "Lindsay, shut up." But I saw this article come up and it said OnlyFans model um gets fired after a clip with student goes live. I'm sorry, what? Yes. What Is do you it, mean goes live? Like what do you I guess like goes live on OnlyFans? So it says, um, for those of you who don't know who OnlyFans are, which I'm sure all of you do, it says OnlyFans has become a good source of secondary income for a lot of people these days, especially attractive models. But this one um, specifically got her in hot water. She's a 23-year-old former Catholic high school teacher and was let go of her job after a video of her and a student went viral on OnlyFans, which according to Twitter, you can see on her OnlyFans. The student in the video was a former student, and therefore she believes she was wrongfully let go. But that hasn't stopped her, as she has gone on to be one of the top creators on on OnlyFans and continues to grow her popularity. It shows all of these, like, sexy photos, like, in this article. And I just want to know, like, what people think, even if it was a former student. What does that have to do with anything? Right. I mean, she's saying that because she was a former student, she shouldn't have been let go for sleeping with a student. She, I guess sleep with a student or just take pictures or. Well, I don't know. I obviously didn't see the video, but I just wanted to know what people thought about the entire situation. Like why would in anyone's right mind do any type of video with any student that they ever had like that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense like I don't even pictures video nothing like there's no reason why that should ever occur but then to see a woman like obviously she can't help that she's absolutely beautiful but to be a 23 year old catholic high school teacher and to look like the pictures of what she looks like I'm just like that would probably drive the boys crazy like and obviously you can't discriminate because somebody looks pretty like you can't not hire them because they look pretty. But I mean, I don't know, a 23 year old putting them in a Catholic high school with boys to me, that's also like asking for trouble. Um, I The school that my kids go to, they recommend that teachers don't even post photos on social media in their bathing suits like they don't even what? want. Yeah. Oh, Wow. So yeah. they, they don't even want, like, anyone to be able, like, a student or anything like that to be able to see. Nope. They're, it's, I don't know that they, I don't know if it's, like, a requirement that they can't, but I know that it's definitely encouraged to not even have photos in your bathing suit on social wow. media. Wow. Wow. That's, that's wild. That's. So, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel. I mean, it's hard because I feel like we live in such a, like, I don't even know what to call like the world we live in today right like you can't really knock someone I mean who's to say she's not there's not teachers who 
strip on the side, you know, for income. And they do it an hour away where no one knows, you know, where they're from or whatever. But like, I don't know. It's like people need to supplement their income is one thing. But when you're involving a student, I think that that's just crossing so many lines. It's just wrong on any level. And I mean, we'll probably disagree on this because we've we've just agreed on the whole porn issue or not issue, whatever you want to call it, topic. I'm not really down with OnlyFans. So for me altogether, that's just like wrong before it got started. I think that you right, right, right. should know um, your limits. Obviously, you're a teacher at a Catholic high school that already looks a little bit shady that you're teaching at a Catholic high school and you're out, you know, posting pornographic photos on OnlyFans on your off time, which, you know, then you get into the argument, well, you can't tell me what to do on my off time whenever I'm not, you know, teaching teaching or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I truly do feel like when you take on a job um, that requires you to imprint on other people's children um you're an educator for them whatever that you are held to a certain standard whether you're at school or whether you're not at school and I'm sure a lot of teachers probably feel you know my mother-in-law was a public school teacher for like 30 years and she would always tell me she would go to or try to go to the grocery store maybe like a town over so she wouldn't run into people because she couldn't go grocery shopping without running into students. And it wasn't like she was trying to avoid them or anything, but she just wanted to live normally without people, you know, stopping her or whatever. But I do feel with that being said, I feel like people do watch teachers closely. Yeah. So, so my point in this is not that they can't go out and have a life like sure they should definitely be able to do that. But this to me is just a little, crossing the boundary I just there's so much to be said about all of it I don't I need to know what like what was going through her head when she did she accidentally make it I mean not no right I'm just curious she didn't accidentally do anything yeah she I mean her argument is that it was a former student it wasn't a current student so basically she didn't see what was wrong with it Oh, it the the person was a former student. Yes. Okay, I thought you meant she was a former no. student at this school. No. Okay. So, she's a Catholic school teacher and she's having relations in a video with a former student. Yes. The former student is how old? Do we know? We don't know. But regardless, it's a former student. I don't know, though, if she's 23 and he's a former student, he could be 23. Well, he's not going to be 23 when she's 23 because she couldn't have taught him. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. The details are are making sense to me now. Okay, so the former student is someone that she taught. Yes. Not just like they both went to the school and she is now teaching there. Yes. There's no this way is a former student that she taught. She met him through teaching him and then later has a video on OnlyFans with him. Yes. Got it. There's okay. That's no possible way, clear. Kale, that there could have they could both be 23. Now, OK, got it. Anyhow, um, I just want to know what people think about that, because to be perfectly honest, if I if I found out one of Jackson's teachers had an 
OnlyFans and had those types of photos out there, I would feel very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, and maybe it's just because I'm a mom of a boy. I don't know if girl moms would feel the same same way because it's maybe not. I don't know. I would just love to know what people people think. Oh, and P.S. The messages that I got about Goodwill were so funny. And I'm so glad that there are so many women that listen to this podcast that not only have husbands that are psychopaths that do this, do the same thing going to Goodwill, but also women who are thrifters on here that like know how to do it. I love seeing someone messaged me and they have like a thrifting, like a secondhand store, but it's like a, I guess high end <laughs> secondhand store um, and their stuff is so fucking cute and their store is so cute. I don't remember what the store was called. I wish I did. Um, and it's a secondhand store. It's not like a Goodwill, but it's a secondhand store and it's so cute. So yesterday I told Will about all of these messages and I was like, people are writing in and this one woman wrote in and said that Will needed to be careful okay this is the message she said will better be careful with the goodwill employees i don't know about your goodwill but i live in elkton maryland and our goodwill hires all the criminals well not hires but when the criminals have to do community service they can work at the goodwill to get their community service hours done so she was like basically will shouldn't be going in the back because he doesn't know what he's coming across i guess is what she was saying um But with that being said, I'm just, like, so dead. The fact that Will would be brazen enough to just, like, walk in the back of a store. (laughs) Like he owned the place. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was asking him yesterday, like, he needed to tell us how to shop at Goodwill. And he was like, okay, well, you go to the men's section and you have T-shirts. Then you have polos. Then you have dress shirts. Then you have this and he was like I'm pretty sure the ladies section is just um like pants and shirts and I'm like no I'm pretty sure like that's not (laughs) it's not just like pants and shirts and there's all these categories for men's clothes but then he is dead set that they hide golf clubs um I want to do a thrifting guide by Will like, we need to offer a thrifting guide by what, like, tips for thrifters or, you know, people who want to start thrifting. We need tips from Will. But we need to have people write in to also give us tips to add to this because Will's not, like, the a professional. Okay. He's not, like, a professional thrifter in my eyes because okay. the kind of stuff that he gets. Honestly, with this budgeting thing, I'm willing to try it all. Like, I'm willing to try to thrift. I want to try new things. So I think that we, you know, once the pandemic goes away, we should go on a thrifting, like, either I come to Atlanta or you can come here close to Philly and we can go on a thrifting adventure. And I think that we do that. And then this one woman said she worked at Goodwill and she sent me a message and was like I'm dying laughing at this I work at Goodwill but please tell Will don't come in the back of Goodwill <laughs> well yeah I mean come on Will I'm just like 
who told him that that was allowed? Like, I don't Nobody know. Nobody told him. He marches to the beat of his own drum. Like, he did not care. He was calling the shots that day. He wanted his damn golf clubs. Like, you couldn't tell him nothing. This this is a regular occurrence, <clears throat> apparently. My throat has been, like, so dry, Kale. No, don't say that. Are you sick? Because you just tested for COVID. You can't be sick. No, I'm not sick. I just feel like I am lacking water. And I've been, tr- I've been trying to be hydrate. more mindful when you when you drink your gulps are so loud but I don't think people can hear them on the mic I think it's just you no I think you have like I think your throat is like a big well, I have throat really like, I have big tonsils. tonsils that's right we we talked about this before didn't we yeah that you had big tonsils and yeah, you were gonna big tonsils. you were gonna get them out at some point and then you know and time I never did I should do it now Wait, so I wanted to um, talk about something really quickly. Yesterday, I got on my Instagram story. There are actually two things I want to talk about. Yesterday, one was that I got on my Instagram story and I was telling, I'm so tired of being dragged about um, going places during COVID. And I got, so I went and I did this rant on my story saying, you know, I get tested three times a week. Anyone I come in contact with gets tested before they film with me, you know, whatever. And I get this message and this, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, this person was like, just because you get tested doesn't make you immune to COVID. What? No shit. It doesn't make me immune to COVID. I know that. But at least if I'm getting tested literally every other day, it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would catch if I, if I was to get COVID again, which I had it last year, um, if I was to get COVID again, I would know right away I'd be able to quarantine right away I would like even if the symptoms didn't show up for three days I would still know you know what I mean like I guess it's just like extra precaution um so I just wanted to say that and then secondly um we went to this place called Urban Air on Saturday and my friends were laughing because it was a husband and wife and the husband was laughing about when we talked about dads dressing their kids Yes. Um, And he was talking about how true it was. And it was so funny because that day I didn't realize that (laughs) Lincoln had. (laughs) And I was like, this is what I get for talking shit about my kids' dads dressing them. Um, Lincoln had on black sweatpants and like an army green top for football training on Saturday. And I didn't think anything of it It was fine. And then he put his cleats on when we got there. Well, I didn't realize. And he's colorblind. Um, So he had put on dark blue like navy blue shorts underneath and they had like a like a light blue stripe down them and then he had the army green shirt on so i'm like okay this this is Hobby too came much up going to me on at training and was like you let him out of the house like that and i was like oh my god this is why i should never talk shit because here i am letting my kid out of the house but you know what Lincoln's colorblind and I just feel like I really try to let him thrive as much as he can like I don't ever want to like hurt his feelings about what he wears and he loves what he wears so I'm gonna let that one slide but I am I'm gonna not talk shit about them dressing their kids anymore (laughs) I'm still gonna talk about it because okay when I see dads out whether it be the grocery store target whatever 
actually I saw a dad I'm trying to think where I was I was eating I'm always eating but I was eating somewhere. Oh, I was at the Mexican restaurant last night and I saw this dad sitting with his little girl and on the table it had like a naked baby doll just like sitting up and I was like, what the heck is going on over there? And this, this child's like jumping around and whatever. And you could tell the dad was just trying to survive, right? Like he was just (laughs) Mm -hmm. in complete and total survival mode. He was, you could tell he was like looking around, like seeing if anybody saw what was going on. And like, it was one of those things, you know, like, yeah, he was probably embarrassed that like she was misbehaving and whatever. And I'm just like, but normally normal situations when I see dads, one, the kids are always dressed so weird, (laughs) but two, most of the time, everything seems pretty easy when the dads are doing it. Like, like it seems like it goes so much smoother when the dads are doing it than when if I had Jackson in the grocery store, he's trying to put 95 things in the car, whatever. Guaranteed, Will has him in the grocery store. He doesn't try to put one thing in the cart without asking. Guaranteed. So I just don't know, is it because they're with their dads less in my situation because you know, we're married and in the same household and I pretty much do the majority of things for Jackson, like during Will's working hours that I feel right. like he's with me so much that maybe I'm just not taken as seriously. So he's m- more mindful of listening to Will than he is to me. I know that's not everyone's situations, but I do feel like the dads have a little bit more control on these little people. Yeah, I don't... That reminds me of an appointment that I went to a couple weeks ago and I had everything all squared away. I had the stroller, the diaper bag. I just had the babies. The older two were at school and like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like um, there was no changing table. Creed decided to shit his pants. Um, <laughs> he then threw up on the floor and I almost like I was sitting sitting him on my lap and he like fell back I mean I caught I didn't drop him but like he like almost slipped out of my hands like everything that could go wrong went wrong and then fast forward a couple weeks later their dad took them somewhere and their dad did not have a diaper bag their dad did not have extra diapers no nothing to this appointment nothing and I guarantee you well I know for a fact the baby didn't explode in his diaper because he, when he brought him back home to me there was no poop in there um they seemed pretty fine he didn't have a bottle with him nothing Lindsay. like literally when i tell you he literally took the kids and went to the appointment and came back like there was nothing with him no formula no bottles no nothing and i bet you everything was fine oh i guarantee you everything was fine and like i don't understand that i, I don't either i don't when Jackson was little and still in diapers, I could take him somewhere and I swear he was like pissy patty. He was always pissing, always shitting, always whatever. <laughs> but Will can take him somewhere and it's like everything just seems to be seemingly perfect, you know. And then, you know, you get the backlash of, I don't know what you're talking about. He was good for me. You know, he sat, he. They don't get it. They don't get it. I'm like, you're not with that child like 24 sevens. Like I'm with him all the time. When, when I am awake, he is awake. When I am asleep, he is asleep. I also want to bring that. That's a thing I want to bring up. 
is what time do people put their like seven, eight-year-olds to bed? Because Jackson tells me that my bedtime is too early and it's 8.30. Oh, no, I don't think that's too early at all. And he swears that other people are staying up later. But I'm like, you're not in these other people's houses. So how do you know if they're staying up later or not? So I don't know if they talk about this at school or whatever. But 8.30, I feel like, is a good bedtime. But like we talked about before, Jackson used to come out of his room so much. And I felt like when I would put him to bed at 8.30, it was really like 10. Because by the time he finished coming out of his room, it was like around that time. Right. But have you ever felt like in that phase of life, I always felt like I never got a break. Like even if, even if I was like in my bed, he was always coming back out of his room. He was always this. So it was like, by the time I did get a break, it was time for me to sleep. Yes. That's literally how I felt last night. Lux, um, usually doesn't give me a huge like too long of a hard time to go to sleep but last night he was just like not wanting to go to sleep which is weird because he didn't nap that day or that day he didn't nap yesterday um and it was literally like 10 o'clock by time he actually fell asleep and I I don't know why because it was 8 30 when I put him to bed I was like all right it's time to bed go to bed we sang some songs we laughed we did whatever um and he just would he did not want to go to sleep he and I lay with Lux to go to sleep I don't unless um Lincoln's home if Lincoln's home sometimes I'm able to you know Lincoln's in his bed Lux is in his bed and then you know I'll go take a shower and I'll say you know I'm gonna go take a shower so like I'm still awake if you need me but I'm gonna go take a shower um but when Lincoln's not there, he gets he's very upset. He loves Lincoln so much. So he was crying a little bit. You know, I want Lincoln. And then um, I was like, well, he'll you know, he'll be home soon or whatever. But he did not want to go to sleep. And I just felt like and then the dogs, too. Like we talk about this all the time. I felt like I could I felt bad even putting the dogs. I have to I have to put Buddha up or he'll chew everything. Um, so I have to put him up to go put Lux to bed because otherwise Buddha will chew things downstairs while I'm not watching him. Gizmo's fine, you know, whatever, but, um, and karma is always good. So, but Buddha is a chewer. So I feel bad putting him up in the crate while I go put Lux to bed. And then by the time I'm done putting Lux to bed, I'm ready for bed myself. Like I don't want to go back downstairs and let the dogs out. But it's so funny because I read this one thing a while ago, but it was, it was more like one of those like meme type things. So it was like a long one and it was talking about how moms get to the point of being so tired, but then they stay awake at night to just have the alone time Mm -hmm. without sleeping. Well, I didn't have that last night because I was dealing with flying fucking squirrels. So I didn't get that. But typically, I mean, we don't have flying squirrels every day, but like (laughs) in a typical day or typical situation, I feel like that is probably very common for mothers to just like want to lie awake at night so that you can be in your own thoughts by yourself without someone pulling on you or needing you for something or whatever. And I know... Probably people who still have their kids at home because of the pandemic or you're just doing, you know, you're choosing to do digital or you're required to do it. 
it's always like you're doing something for someone else, but not yourself. Right. Like I'm yeah. always fixing someone else a meal. And then I'm, by the time it gets time for me to eat something, I'm like, I can't even think of food. Like the thoughts right. of me thinking of food drive, drives me nuts at this point. I've cooked a quesadilla. I've cooked pancakes. I've cooked, <laughs> you know, all of these things, but I'm just like, wow. Oh, in other news, can we talk about the Britney Spears news that came out? Yes. Okay, let me pull it up because I know I sent it to you, but you might have also seen it on your own. Um, And then I want to talk about Kim Kardashian, too. Um, I don't know where the links are. I thought I sent them to you. Well, while you're doing that, I saw this thing and it made me think of you and I wanted to tell you about it. It is a girl sitting on a bed and she has this little sign and it's the sign says it ran in the family until it ran into me. And it was just talking about like outgrowing and out learning habits of your family and like what you don't do to like, or what you do do to stop the cycle. And And I was like, wow, that the other day, um, you did. Yeah, well, maybe not in the way that that is talking about, but my family, like the men in my family on my mom's side are very, um, and I love the men in my mom's mom's family, like my grandfather, my mom's brothers, like they're all I knew, you know what I mean, growing up. So like I have a lot of respect for them. Um, But as they would get older, they became more um, hermit-like. Yes. (laughs) um like introverts yeah like they would stop coming to like family gatherings they just were antisocial. um and that was something I never understood growing up I was just like I would almost be like hurt or like angry by it um because that was like even though my mom had all of her issues like as long as my great-grandmother was alive like Thanksgiving and Christmas were staples in our house no matter how fucked up she was um and so like that was those were two things that I always looked forward to and um you know when my grandfather stopped coming my mom's older brother you know he he was hit or miss um and then my mom's younger brother was like he was literally like I idolized him and my grandfather um but as we as I got older and you know my great-grandmother died and stuff like they stopped coming to family functions when we moved them to my aunt's house and um I was thinking about how I've kind of turned into that, right? Like I don't want to celebrate holidays anymore. Like I'm just like not into it. I'm like the Grinch. Um, But I hope that maybe like one day when I'm in a committed like relationship slash marriage, like maybe I would want to go celebrate those things with like their family. Right. Right. But like, I wonder like what the reasoning is behind the like hermit type of behaviors. I don't know because I feel like Will's family is kind of like that. Like, they're all kind of, like, do your own type thing. Um, I don't know. And I don't know if it's just, like, when you get older that you just establish your own sense of, like, this is what I want to do. And so, as a child, it's more of, like, a forced thing. So, you just adapt to 
whatever the tradition is, if that makes sense. But then as an adult, you, you know, you have the right to be able to say, okay, well, you know, this works for me, but this doesn't work for me, or this is important to me, or this isn't important to me. There's plenty of things that we all have done as a child that it was because it was kind of forced upon us that we don't carry into adulthood or we maybe not even intentionally change those habits or those uh things that we did as a kid because those things weren't a choice for us right yeah I mean that's a good point I don't know if that's like if there's like more of um an in-depth like deep-rooted reason why I become less social um as I get older or if that's like I don't know but yeah I mean definitely other things in my family as far as like my mom goes um I don't want to it it ran until it ran into me so yes but I did I found the links for the Britney Spears stuff so oh tell me variety.com reported that the Britney Spears hearing um that most recently occurred the judge overrules father's objections to joint conservatorship order um and in this article they basically talk about um it said that a probate judge on Thursday overruled Jamie Spears objection to an to an order establishing the conservator oh I guess it was he was trying to have Bessemer Trust Company as a co-conservator of the daughter of his daughter's estate um but I guess Bessemer Trust Company is the conservator is that right Uh, it's objections to order establishing okay so Britney Spears's father is arguing against the the other conservator yes I don't think he wanted it I think he wanted it to be a sole conservatorship meaning he had sole control and that there wouldn't be shared power well the judge ruled I guess in the co-conservatorship favor favor. yes um and then there was something else that came up I know her boyfriend spoke out um and said that Jamie's a dick and he hopes to one day get along but he needs to basically treat Britney better so I love that he stuck up for Britney I feel like she needs that um and then I also, also wanted to read this. Are you going to read the Justin Timberlake thing? I was going to say Justin Timberlake spoke out. And before you even read it, I, I, it almost pissed me off. I'm going to read it for those of you who didn't see it. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones, how do you say that? Misogyny. Oh yeah, misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson both individually because I care for and respect these women and know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It is designed this way. A man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all it was and while it was happening in my own life. But I do not I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the, pro- the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps and 
in all of this as well as being part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being and people I love and have loved. I can do better and will do better. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I have a lot of thoughts too. My first thought is because we do live in a cancel culture that I feel like until he started getting the public heat, this apology should have come a long time ago. Right. And until he started getting backlash publicly as a white privileged man, now there's this PR statement that is released that is a perfectly crafted PR statement um, that he is sorry and understands the advantages in the industry that he has, but you understood that likely when all of this was going on. So that apology is, it's not like he, you know, made a comment um, about something. It's not that he, um, you know, that he was ignorant in something that he said. He truly had a hand, like a first hand in the the trauma, I guess I would call it, that Britney Spears went through. Like he he benefited off of her struggle, you know, like this should have this. Sh- the, you're right. The fact that this was a perfectly crafted and that's exactly what it was um, PR statement. It, it wasn't genuine because if it was genuine, it would have came years ago and it would have been directly to Britney and it would have been like, oh, my gosh, look at what I I helped happen and you that apology is never going to give Britney Spears her mental health or um you know I don't even know what to call it back again she's never she's never going to be the same person before all of this and it's always funny to me that people are apologetic when they're caught right like when you have when the masses are coming after you, that's when you're sorry. And again, we live in a cancel culture. And do I agree with all of the canceling? You can't, if you breathe the wrong way, somebody's going to cancel you. So, right, right. But in this specific situation, the benefiting was, he, he basically expired the benefit. And then once that came and then he got called out on it and people probably started coming for him, then all of a sudden there's this perfectly crafted PR statement that is posted on Instagram. I'm sorry, but that's a no for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that we feel the same way on this. It's not like he not like he spoke out of ignorance or, you know, had a bad interview. It was like truly like benefiting and I don't know I feel like all the things that he was saying and he had a part in it maybe he didn't realize how it would affect her but at the same time it was like your apology is coming literally over 10 years later right this wasn't ignorance this wasn't you know this was now you're being called out and people god people are just ruthless but people were on Instagram making memes about you know, basically Justin being a bad person and that, you know, he had some type of like affair scandal last year or something and he was non-apologetic for that. And then, you know, not apologetic for the part that he played in with Brittany. And now that, you know, basically that documentary 
painted him, in my opinion, in a bad light. Any woman watching that is going to think a different way about him. They didn't even give him a whole lot of airtime. It was only like a couple minutes. I know. About him. And so imagine if they really went into it. Imagine if they played more interviews where they're asking him flat out, did you fuck Britney Spears? And, And he doesn't deny or say, you know, you know, she's a woman. She deserves to have her privacy and things like that. Or, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. Or, um, you know, don't ask me questions like that. You know, how many interviews did he do about it? How many, you know, his whole Cry Me a River song was supposed to be a, like, wasn't that the first song that he came out with um, after their bro- their breakup? Wasn't that one of the first ones? That makes it even worse if that's true. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he he really used her and, and, you know, her pain and her struggle and all of this like media, you know, losing her mind going through all of this as a way to jumpstart his solo career, in my opinion. Well, absolutely. And I want to make another point, too, that men out here, it's funny to me how men try to shame women for the things that they do. Because it's just a total double standard. Yes. And I hate it. It's not a man's right to go out here and talk the way that I've experienced it. Obviously, Britney Spears experienced it to like a level that is like unimaginable, like in an alternate universe or something. Um, I know that you've experienced it. It's not normal to me that the men out here that are talking about women in this way should be canceled. Agreed. Agreed. And what gives them the right to go out here and talk about, oh, well, this person slept with this person, slept with this person. Who told them that was okay? Wait, time out. Can I comment on the fact that he also apologized to that? Um, in that to Janet Jackson oh I know why didn't why didn't that get its own separate that's why again I said it's like a blanket PR statement he covered all bases and one statement issued and then you know that's it on his Instagram I need to go on his Instagram right now is he still married to Jessica Biel yeah and I never was a Justin Timberlake fan. Me neither. So it doesn't change anything for me. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I was this big Justin Timberlake fan. And now, now I really think badly about him. No, like I never really liked Justin Timberlake in the first place, but I even like him less now. Someone commented on his statement and said, no matter what anyone says, it's never too late to say sorry or change. Okay, but this one, it, the damage is done. The damage cannot be undone. This is not something that we can forgive and move on. Brittany is a completely different fucking person, and he had a single hand in that. Like, there, I just can't. Like, I can't. This, And then someone says, really beautiful to read. I think it's going to speak to a lot of people's pain. I can't wait to see you get involved with elevating women and marginalized people. You're an inspiring dude to me. It's I'm not funny. How are people praising this you and they're all these are verified comments like if you're in the industry you know that there is PR statements made every day and especially to Justin Timberlake's level of celebrity you know what I mean yes and I just want to say the verified accounts that are 
that are on there with, you know, much respect. I love you. You're human. You're too, human. Bro. Growth. Much Growth respect. 10 years, 15 years later. You're growing because you're being forced to grow because we live in a cancel culture and because people are now seeing things for what for face value. Oh, someone some people are calling him out. Um, it took you 17 years for this. And then someone else. This has 20,000 likes. It's just so painfully obvious that the only reason this apology is here is because of the documentary. Where have you been for 17 years? At, at least it's a start. But I hope you pol- apologize to Brittany and Janet privately. And then someone said, Alexa, play Too Little, Too Late by JoJo. Um, and then someone said, yes. don't be shy, be more specific. And then who, Evan Rosskatz, I want to, who is that? Evan Rosskatz, Evan Rosskatz said, be more specific. And that has 18,000 likes. Um, someone said, I hope you're reaching out to them personally, too, and not just doing this as a PR stunt. I mean, people are coming from him, coming for him. Um Somebody says this response is frustrating, saying I benefited from a system that uh, perpetrates misogyny is not the same as saying I was misogynistic in a career I created for myself at the expense of these women. The vilification of Brittany and Janet didn't just happen because you remained silent. You took part in that. And that's why you should probably acknowledge and do so and do so specifically. Um, I agree with that 100 percent. Well, I agree with that also. And the fact that this is all played out so publicly the free Britney movement, so on and so forth. The public has seen her struggle over the years. Why, whether he, whatever happened between them, whatever, be a decent human being. You don't have to like everybody, but be a a decent human being. This was all the entire thing was, for him to elevate himself at the expense of whomever. I'm I'm kind of blown away. Like, I feel like this is just, I'm it's reading insane. all the comments while we're talking. Yeah, someone else said, you could have voluntarily made this statement at any point in the last 15 years, but didn't. It's sad that it took a plethora of messages, comments, et cetera, in the wake of the Framing Britney release for such a statement to come. It's hard to not fake not take this with a grain of salt. It's hard to not perceive this as just an attempt to stop the public criticisms. That's really sad. And I agree with all of the comments. And he says, I love you as the, or someone said, I love you in the caption. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't know how anyone could think that this is all it's going to take. And now he'll probably be in all kinds of campaigns to uplift women and mental health, um, you know, advocating for mental health and getting help and all of that stuff. But I just, I don't buy it. I'm not with it. Agree. Um, I have to read this message to you, though, because I loved it. And it was specifically to you. Oh, God. It says, this is a long shot, but I listen to your podcast all the time and I love it. I know Kale grew up in a not so traditional way and I came from a similar background. One thing that I find myself struggling with as an adult um, with a child is not knowing basic things. For example, I never had a coat. I had hoodies growing up, but never really understood the different types of jackets, coats, and how, when they should be worn. I'm doing my research and want to ensure that I'm informed enough to pass knowledge to my children. But I was wondering if you guys could do a small segment on things like this for people to be able to grow. I grew up in a not so traditional way and I could learn and grow from this. Oh, I love that. Okay. 
And I just wanted to know your thoughts because I feel like you as a child definitely grew up very different from me. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. did your mom teach you these things? Like you My don't, mom t- like you wear a coat for this occasion, but like a hoodie would be acceptable for this occasion. Does that make sense? Correct. Yeah, no, my mom, it's hard because when I describe my mom, like I know that she probably thought that she was teaching me things, Um, but really I knew from other peers, you know, like about a coat or a hoodie or um, whatever. Um, That's hard. Yeah, I don't, she definitely didn't like say, oh, you need a coat to go outside or anything. It was just like, I knew because of other people. Right. Um, I just thought it was so interesting. Box mac and cheese. See, I think I learned from the box. I, I get frustrated when people talk shit about me and like cooking and like not saying I can't learn how to do all these things. And I am learning every day how to cook like I. I'm that's one thing that I, I just want to cook meals but when people talk shit um you know up until this point like from seeing the show and stuff like that I'm like you guys are I became a mom and had to learn how to like actually cook and like do really domesticated things on my own without ever having that as an example ever in 17 years prior to being on the show so I you know my mom would leave me at home for days with processed food and I didn't know how to use an oven I don't even think she had like chicken nuggets it was like uh, mac and cheese and then like junk you know what I mean like there was never ever like I never grew up in like nutritious food at the house things like that and then same for like a coat it was like if I had a coat it was cool but like if not I wore a hoodie like it was just or I actually wore the same outfit all the time and see you were saying that you get frustrated and I know that that's a frustrating thing for you because you weren't taught how to cook. So these are all things that you're learning on your own. And I think coming from a household that was very different in my raising that that was something that was definitely taught and definitely encouraged in how to do that. And I didn't really have an interest, but I guess you, um, don't realize the benefits in having right, someone teach right. you right how to do those things I guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. yes um I guess you just take that for granted a little bit because you think everybody is doing that and the yeah, no. more grown that I have become the more I know that there are certain things that went on in my childhood good and bad that other people didn't have Right. But I learned like decent life skills, I guess. Right. Where I didn't. So when I became a mom, I'm learning life skills on top of everyday lifing and then also becoming a teen parent. It was like I now have to learn how to do like pay rent. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like pay rent, um, get on food stamps, um, you know, not that I didn't know what clothing was appropriate at that point, because I think that my my friends that I was friends with in high school really helped. Um, their parents helped me um, just throughout. And 
I moved around a lot. So it was, that was a huge, a huge thing for me. But, um, I was learning how to do all of those things at one time. So, I mean, I even still now read the comments, like you don't feed your kids anything but junk. And it's like, no, I mean, during filming, because it's quick and you guys don't understand like what goes into production and stuff. So like, I'll quickly make a box of mac and cheese. Like, yeah, sometimes. Um, but overall, like I'm trying to do, still trying to learn life skills um and like I try to tell on one hand though I will tell you as far as like the coat thing goes um I'm a I'm a huge believer in natural consequences now um not now but just in general so like if Lux is like I don't want to wear a coat I'm like okay well I'm gonna bring it and he knows that he needs to wear a coat if it's cold outside but sometimes it takes him going outside in the cold to realize oh wow it's cold I should use my coat um but he'll know you know maybe for the springtime if you want to go outside and play like a hoodie is appropriate or acceptable um is that is that what she means I think so I think just like basically normal things that I guess parents would teach you like I can tell you I was definitely taught these are the types of clothes you wear for these occasions and these are the types of clothes that you wear for those occasions. Right. And like you wouldn't wear a sweatsuit to church or you like you wouldn't, you know what I'm talking about? So I think like that and I, it's, it's crazy because someone like me who had it growing up, I guess didn't think twice about it because I just, my parents taught me that. Right. But I do think it's probably a teaching thing. I, I maybe didn't even realize that it was a teaching thing until I read that message. But then I think about when I get Jackson ready for stuff and he wants to wear, I don't know, like shorts and it's 20 degrees outside. There's definitely a teaching moment in that where I'm like, okay, you're putting on shorts. That's summer attire. That's something that you wear when it's like 60 or above. Right. So it's definitely something I'm teaching mine, but I didn't, I didn't really think of it until I read that message and was like, oh, that is like a taught skill. Yeah, I definitely can relate to her in that aspect. I feel like in, in households, like the ones that we grew up in, it was just like assumed, like you just do it. You just are expected to just like get through the day to day life with the bare minimum and not really ask questions and not really realize that this probably isn't normal. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, it's, it, what a weird way. Like I'm thinking about it now and it's like, yeah, I don't ever remember like being taught things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I knew mm-hmm. that your answer was probably going to be this, but I just wanted to hear what you would say. Um, yeah. on a, on a last note, I want to know how many people that listen to us are introverted or extroverted because it was very interesting. Kale and I did a thing on both of our Instagrams where we answered these questions. Like if we were a morning person or a night person, um, introverted or extroverted, what were the other questions, Kale? Um, favorite food, um, night owl or morning person. Um, favorite season, then, I think. Yep. And then zodiac, zodiac sign. sign. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. Kale and I both answered introverted. So I would be very interested to know how many people that listen to us consider themselves an extrovert or an introvert. Um, Because I think that that like speaks a lot about a person. When Kale and I go on business trips or whatever, you can tell that we are both introverted because we both 
become recluses. Like she goes to her area <laughs> and I go to my area, but it's just like an unsaid, like it's not a rude thing. It's just no, like a, I'm going to my space. You're going to your space. We're like, I'll text you from the room I'm in kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just like weird that we're both, that we're both like that. But extroverts, I feel like they want to be around people all the time. And it's always, you know, I don't know. Like sometimes I wish I was more like that. I just don't have it in me. And the older that I become, the more introverted I become. I I just said that. I said that especially for like holidays and stuff. Like I don't want to be around the hype and the um, group gatherings for holiday. Like I just don't want to. But to your point, I know I've said on the podcast not that long ago, like I'm also the type of person that would love to like when my friend Mark and Alana, they came this weekend. Um, I'm also perfectly okay with them staying in my guest room and me not having to entertain them, but knowing that they're in the house. Like I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. I love that. Like I love that they are comfortable and can, you know, entertain themselves and get themselves a glass of water. Like um, I also love that, but that's, that kind of goes with like my introvertedness is like, I want the company, but I don't necessarily want to entertain the entire time. Yes, I 1000% agree. Um, Oh, wow. It looks like we're over time. Way over our time. (laughs) (laughs) Way over our time. Um, Okay. I also want to know really quick if you guys are using the GIFs or GIFs, whatever. Um, And if you like them, I love them. I think they're so cute. Um, And if you haven't started using them yet and you want to, if you go to your story feature on Instagram and you just type on the G-E-F, right, Kale? G-E-F. Yes. And then you type in coffee convos with no space. They'll all come up right there. And you can attach them to any of your stories. Um, they're super cute. And I love them so much. Um, and if you guys have not followed us on at coffee convos podcast on Instagram, make sure you follow us over there. And if you have not subscribed to us, you can do that on the Purple Podcast app for iTunes or on Spotify. If you guys will please leave us a five star and written review. We hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.